You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 22 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the third season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of my podcast. This is Anna Brand, and I'm super excited to talk about marketing today because why? Because that's what people always struggle with is marketing. And they'll say, Anna, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm creating great work, but nobody's seeing it. Nobody's responding. Well, I beg to differ. I believe that people are seeing your work, but what you may not be seeing is an instant response. We want everyone to double tap and like and love and say we're amazing. But, you know, as a photographer, if I look at most of the people actually responding to my images, it's other photographers. Don't you realize that? If you look at your social media, the people that I find in the photography world, this is probably different if you're in another area, is other photographers responding. Many times it's, oh, I love that. What is your lighting? What camera are you using? Where did you get that prop? And it's on and on and on and on. And sometimes you're just showing, you know, your best work from a session. You're not trying to teach a class. Do you ever, do you ever get that? You ever feel like, well, guys, I'm just posting an image from a session. Now I'm an educator. So it seems like everything I post is supposed to be a teaching exercise, but not true. Many times I just post and share images or video to share the client work that I'm doing and so that my clients can share it with their friends and family. And I'm doing it really as the purest marketing method possible. It's not to sell a class or educate. Now, I do have posts for that as well, but I'd say that my everyday posts, if I'm posting a baby image, are purely just to share my work. However, I find that most of the responses that I get are more directed towards as if I was teaching. They want to know, as I said, where did I get the outfit from? What's the lighting? What's my camera settings? What's my camera? And on and on and on. Now, I do get nice comments that say, you know, beautiful work or good job or, you know, things like that. But if I just based the responses that I'm getting on other photographers' responses, then I would think, gosh, well, no one's seeing my work and what's the point? And am I truly marketing? But I know I am because my clients will come in and they'll have a phone filled of screenshots of my work. And they'll say, oh, I love this image and that image. And, you know, if I think about that client, whether they're new or returning, the chances that that client actually commented on my work are rare. Maybe they didn't even double tap it. But I know they like it because they're booking me, they're referring me, and they come in and show me the images. So this is what I try to tell photographers all the time is that your marketing is working. It is. You need to be seen. How do you know you're being seen? Well, hopefully you're not basing your kind of social worth on the immediate responses or lack thereof. The return should be when clients come in, commenting about your work, passing your name on to other people. 
So I don't want you to focus too much on the algorithms unless you're paying for social media ads, something I really don't do. Uh, If you're just sharing your work, don't pay too much attention to your analytics. Don't stay up at night thinking that, you know, your, your Google responses aren't what they should be. I think your marketing efforts should still be based off of who's booking you, who's referring you, right? Now, with that being said, you may say, Anna, no one's seeing my posts. Even my clients aren't seeing my posts. And yes, I'm booking, but I'd like to book more. And how can I make myself more visible in a very, very busy social media world, right? It seems like everybody's an award-winning photographer these days. It seems like everybody's a celebrity photographer these days. And it may seem like there's no room for you. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, there are plenty enough babies to go around. And even when the hospitals are bustling out babies left and right, I certainly can't photograph all the babies that are born each month, nor can you. So that's why I don't focus too much on competition. And I don't focus too much on everyone being award-winning or a celebrity photographer. I actually haven't entered competitions in years because I just haven't had the time. And one of these days I'll get back to entering competitions and, you know, I've won awards in my career, but my focus isn't on entering competitions because I'm busy traveling and handling my client work. Other photographers who don't have as many clients or who don't travel as much may have more time to enter competitions. So you can't compare where you are in your life with other photographers. There have been times where I'm busy entering competitions and not traveling as much. And then there are times where I'm traveling a lot and not in my studio as much. There's other times where I'm in my studio and not traveling. But if I paid attention to all the people doing opposite of what I'm doing, then that would really kind of get me down, wouldn't it? So I don't want you to compare your career or your marketing efforts with another photographer. I want you to find ways that you can be seen and visible and stay consistent. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, you should be trying to share something every day, if not every day, at least every other day. Still images are good, but they're not going to yield as much of response as videos will. Now, we all know TikTok and Reels are, you know, the fun thing to do, but not everybody loves them. Not everybody stops and watches all the dancing photographers and the words going across the screen. And not a lot of my clients even pay attention to TikTok because that's not where my clientele is. And so you have to know, number one, when you're marketing is where is your audience? If your audience is coming from Instagram and referrals and doctor's offices, don't spend every waking minute in TikTok because that's probably not where your client's going to find you. If you're spending a lot of time on Instagram and not paying attention to LinkedIn, where all of the professionals are, you should probably spend some time in LinkedIn. I believe that you should definitely post and share in all areas, but I don't post in LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and Pinterest every single day. Some weeks I'll focus more on Instagram and add more videos and add more behind the scenes images. And other times I may put more effort into Facebook. I can tell you for a fact, video will always yield a much, much, much higher response than a still image. Why will we see still images every day, all day? We see them in magazines. We see them on billboards. We see them on social media. We see a cute baby, a cute maternity image. We're like, wow, that's great. Many times we just say that in our minds, we may not even double tap or comment. 
but it's very, you know, much the norm. Videos make us stop because we can see the creation process. And that's what draws people in. And that's one of the things I tell people all the time. When you are creating, you will draw a crowd, whether virtual or in person. You know, you take an art gallery on a street with beautiful paintings adorning the walls. How much traffic is going in and out of that art gallery? Maybe one or two people. Now, take the same painter or a similar one and put them on the street creating that work of art, whether it's pastels or paints or watercolors. And if you were to compare and have one artist on the street, and let's say it was the same work, painting or drawing on the street, they would attract a higher crowd than the art gallery across the street with hanging art. Wouldn't you agree? I know this because I'm in many, many areas where there's artistic districts. You know, I'm here in California and there's Laguna Beach. And when I first came from the East to the West, I spent a lot of time in Laguna Beach. And I used to browse the galleries over and over and over. And many times it would only be one or two people in the galleries. Now, I also remember on several trips when we went to Italy and to Paris and we would stop and just watch the people on the street, also New York City, painting and drawing, the crowd will gather, right? We want to see people create. So why are there less people walking into an art gallery that's probably, you know, showing and curating art, you know, five, ten thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars or more, why are there less people going into an art gallery than the crowd gathering to the artist doing sidewalk chalk? Why? Because we want to see people create. We're fascinated with the creation process. We're fascinated with, you know, seeing art come to life on the street, on a piece of paper in front of our eyes. That's why we love DIY channels. We love to watch people convert an entire home or an entire kitchen. We're fascinated by the process, right? Here in Orange County, there's the Sawdust Art Festival in Laguna Beach. And, you know, for years I would go there and, you know, we brought the kids from they were little all the way on up. And we would always stop by the booths where they were making pottery or where they were soldering metal or they were painting. Those booths would always catch a crowd. But the booths with just the finished pottery bowls or the finished artwork or the finished jewelry would just have a couple of people browsing and watching, right? Take those same things, those, that same example to the social media world. We'll browse by the still images. We'll look at them. We'll think, oh, that's cute. That's pretty. But when we see video of someone creating a set, painting a drop, a backdrop, or conducting a shoot, we stop and we watch, right? The Olympics. We love to watch people perform in the Olympics. We love it. Sports, we love to watch people play the sport. But reading a sports magazine, how many people are doing that? Do you have millions of people doing it at the exact same time? So when you're doing marketing, you want to think you are a creator. How can I show the world what I create? I have a good friend of mine, Cindy, and her daughter 
paints. She does live painting at weddings. Her name's Maggie and she's amazing. And she is hired to be at weddings and she paints a portrait during the wedding. And it's amazing. And I'll, she pops up on my Instagram feed and I'll watch her videos of her creating the art. And then I'll watch the videos of the expression that the bride and groom have towards the finished art piece. And it's amazing. And she travels all over the world and she's been on the Ellen show recently and she's made an amazing living. Why? Because she's creating right there in public at a wedding. When you know, once the wedding is done and you're at the reception and you get a little bored of eating, you know, food and dancing, there's Maggie creating living art right then and there. What a fantastic job. She's made a fantastic living doing it. And she takes to social media the process of her living, breathing, creating work during a wedding. And she also translates it to videos. And she's having phenomenal success and doing amazing in her career. If you are a photographer or whatever business you have, and if you're struggling with marketing, put your creator hat on and think to yourself, what do people want to see? The creation process. And if you make headbands or if you knit or if you make anything, whatever it is, show the process of you creating. Drawing, painting, shooting, knitting, singing, stringing instruments, writing a book, whatever you're doing, I guarantee you, you will create that sidewalk crowd. I know you will. And then you'll start to create an audience that follows you because they're so fascinated with your creations and they may linger a little bit longer in the art gallery. They may linger a little bit longer on your websites. They may comment on your Facebook pages. I started my channel and YouTube in 2008. Was it great? No, but I would just kind of create videos of the creation process and wrapping a pregnant woman and tossing pregnancy material. And I would just create videos of my creation process. And now millions of views later on YouTube, we recently had a silver award last year because of the audience that we brought in. Because I was the greatest? No, because I'm showing people how I create through my videos, through my teachings. And then hopefully that gives people an insight to who I am and maybe draws them into the work that I can do. And maybe, just maybe, it helps my marketing efforts bring more business to me. I can tell you that it does work because I've been a working photographer for 22 years and my business doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. And so when you feel like you've done all, you've tried all the, you know, Google AdWords that you can do and, and you've put in all of your metadata and your websites and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do that all the marketing books tell you to do and all the marketing videos and audios and all the experts tell you to do, sit for a minute and remind yourself that you're a creator. And I promise you, if you show the world how you create and allow them to see your creation process, you'll never have to think about marketing again. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening.
Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.